0: Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Ian Matthews, a freelance HubSpot expert. Ian, how are you doing?
0: Hey, great, Tom! Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, you're very welcome, Ian. Let's start the show by you telling our audience a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, yeah, so obviously my name is Ian. Um, I worked at HubSpot for a number of years. I was on their support team, helping people with their issues, and uh, moved into customer onboarding. Um, worked in learning development, so worked in quite a few different departments there, and got to learn a lot about the HubSpot software. Um, so, if you're not familiar with HubSpot software, it kind of helps with lots of different parts of your business. So you've got a marketing side, a sales side, uh, a service side for working with uh, customer support requests, and they have a new operations side as well. Um, so I got to learn a whole ton about that software. Um, and I'm now fortunate enough to be in a place where I'm taking what I learned while working there and just working with different clients and agencies and kind of helping them to set up the tools and, and learn about how they all work.
1: Yeah. And I, I actually think you found a really good niche for yourself even when I uh, viewed your profile, Ian, around that there's a lot of work in HubSpot, there's a lot of companies that use HubSpot, and sometimes it's probably easier to approach someone like yourself rather than an agency or or something different to that. Um, My first question, I suppose, then is, can you first of all explain a little bit more about HubSpot for people that might not be familiar, maybe a little bit around its pricing, and then... Where your main streams lie in HubSpot in general?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, HubSpot's been around for a while now. It's um, over ten years old. It's uh, the company started in uh, in Boston originally, um, and it's it's really grown a lot. Right? So initially, it was a marketing software, and it was this idea that instead of having, you know, one tool for email marketing, one tool for your blog, one tool for hosting your website, etc that you could bring everything in under this one uh, hub, as it were. Um, So as time went on, they started to bring in more and more tools and more and more features. So things like tracking your paid ads and all that good stuff um, into the marketing tool, um, but also expanded and and kind of launched the sales side. So, uh, you know, things like, how do I track my deals, right? If I'm working with somebody, how do I follow that along? So for people who use something like Salesforce, maybe they might be familiar with the terminology of like opportunities. So similarly, HubSpot uses deals. Um, Also things like uh, creating tasks for sales reps and cool tools like scheduling, right? So maybe people have heard of Calendly. Um, They have like a similar feature in there and it's really just bringing everything in. So um, from there, they moved on to having like a a, service tools, So like a ticketing system, a knowledge base, um, like some survey tools and all that good stuff there. Um, And then the most recent one is kind of the operations hub where you're looking more at like, you know how do I how do I have my data infrastructure and all that stuff in the back back end? So the the tool has grown a whole ton um, since since they launched it. Um, in terms of pricing, I really like the way that that HubSpot do it. So they have uh, basically a free plan, which is super cool for anybody who's like starting a business or, or getting set up, right? Who obviously might not have a lot of um, budget for like tools and getting set up. You can do so much stuff on the free tools. Like you get access to like, building landing pages and forms and um, they just launched so you can have a um so the whole landing page side of thing is new but you can have like sending out emails and and actually tracking who your contacts are and all that good stuff um so anyone can start from free and then build your way up they have different packages they've got starter pro and enterprise and obviously people get much more um you know tools and access as, as they go up through the pricing but um, there's definitely something for everybody and all, all price points, which I really like. Um, there is a big difference. You know, you have, you're looking at these enterprise companies that are going to be working with some of the bigger um, packages where they have enterprise, because you could be looking at like, you know, a, a few thousand a month for enterprise. But um, obviously, there's a free version and starter could be as, as little as like 20 quid a month or something to start out. Yeah.
1: And it depends on what tools and stuff you're picking, whether it's emails or analytics and stuff for, along the way that increases and decreases the, the pricing
0: exactly yeah so you might say like hey we have a real need for we need some really in-depth sales stuff so we're going to get like the the biggest sales package but like for marketing we just need like the free version of the smallest one and you can kind of pick and choose what you what you need
1: which is pretty cool and uh to talk about yourself using hubspot ian is there anything oh first of all just uh, tell us what you see as your biggest strengths and how you could assist a company in uh, that might be using hubspot
0: yeah, definitely. I, I think that um having worked there and having worked there for a number of years and seeing the product grow and, and change, that I really got a good understanding of, of the basis of what everything is built on, the foundation. So I think when you come in for somebody, if you purchase this tool and it's new, there's so many bells and whistles, like it's really hard to know where to start and you know, even to understand the very, very basics. But for me, I have that and I've kind of grown and learned with the tool as they've added onto it. So for someone who's like after purchasing this thing and it's super know um big and they don't know where to start um for me i'd like to kind of break it down and look at what what our goals are and say okay where should we start and what should we do like you don't have to do everything right It's it's a bit like learning a language i say we don't need to know the past participle and all this stuff we just need to know how to ask for a coffee when we get there at first right so we'll kind of break down and look at what people need um and then also i guess from the time working there like understanding different ways that we can do things right so there's there's hundreds of different ways you can reach a goal but for me I always look at like the simplest option is the best option so sometimes people might have like an automation that does all this crazy stuff whereas I'm like hey we actually can just do this with like one much more simple automation and uh, let's break it down and make things easier for you and your team
1: you know yeah really well said and kind of looking a little bit more into that is there anything that you use software wise to support in your work that Maybe plugs into HubSpot or you know, you use it to, to help
0: out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of my favorite tools, I'd say, is um, Zapier. Um, so, if anyone is not familiar with that, um, it's this idea that you can connect different tools together that maybe there isn't an integration for already, right? You can do like a little mini integration. So, let's say for HubSpot, if you want to integrate it with um, for whatever reason like mailchimp or something like that you don't need a whole complete integration you just want one little thing to happen whenever somebody you know fills in this form i just want them to get added to mailchimp for example like you can use zapier to do that or for example i'm working with a, with a client right now and we're figuring out they, they want to kind of automatically update a spreadsheet and have the information pop up in hubspot so we're using zapier to say when one thing happens in the spreadsheet make this other thing happen in hubspot so Definitely a really cool tool for people to check out if you're looking for something like that. Yeah,
1: that, well, that's very key for, for maybe a sales team or something where people are, or, you know, you could, I know you can link into Trello boards and your Slack team. There's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of integrations there, especially for lead gen and, and populating. Uh, yeah. And to touch a little bit more on that, is there anything you mentioned, Candidly, uh, for kind of booking appointments, which could be mm-hmm. something small businesses your kind of hairdressers or your kind of local shops that might require a kind of automated um process could you talk a little bit about how hubspot could do this economically and then you know maybe logging into some of these platforms and and kind of automate or digitalizing their their system i suppose
0: yeah totally i think if you think a little bit about any point in your business where you're doing something manually or you know, one of my pet hates is, is when there's like a, a process in place at a company that is really servicing no one. And it's there because we've just done it, always done it that way. And if somebody comes in from the outside straight away, they can see like this is not like optimum, right? They so have somebody who's manually copying something from a spreadsheet and building a report or whatever. Um, so for me, it's, it's something like. If you think about a situation where maybe you have an email address on your website that says contact us and you forget to check it or, you know, you don't know if you followed up or someone else has followed up, like really simple tools there, like connecting it to HubSpot so that any email that comes in gets created as a as a contact and as a conversation in hubspot so you can go in and really easily just check your dashboard and see what's happening um or as you mentioned Cal- Calendly there they have the meetings tool in hubspot so instead of this back and forth of like hey do you want to meet on thursday i'm free at two and they say no actually the following week at this time etc cetera, etc cetera. cutting all that out and just having here's um like a meetings tool where you can just pick a time that works for you Like people have that on their website directly right it's for booking demos and all that good stuff as well which is which is really cool um, one of my kind of other favorite tools in HubSpot is one that's called the Sequences tool. Um, so for anybody who finds themselves, you know, a, a lot of time for maybe sales reps, or if you're in customer success, you're following up with people constantly, you know, just like hey, just checking in, wanted to see if you read my last email, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sequences is a way for you to line up a series of emails and say send this, send this first email. If they don't reply after two days, send the second one after three days, and so on and so forth. Um, Again, the, the intention of that is not to spam people or anything like that. It's just to optimize your time a little bit more and get, let you get back to doing other more impactful things. You know,
1: really well said. And to focus on your sec, uh, yourself for a second, Ian, is there anything you will look into upskill into and, and look at yourself and why?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that um, you know the purpose of, of tools like HubSpot and other ones are to help people who maybe you know, they're not super technical, right? You don't have to know how to code or anything like that to be able to build a website today, right? You can use HubSpot, you can use Squarespace, whatever it is. Um, but there are definitely certain things, especially as we get into more advanced use cases where being technical and having that kind of knowledge is really useful. So one of the things that I find a lot is when we get in a situation where maybe there's an integration that's not available on, on Zapier or maybe someone has a really specific use case for, um, and integration like HubSpot and lots of other tools have open APIs, right which is the the bits of data that let you connect and send information so for me uh, a big focus for me is kind of really focusing on learning more about how that works and again I have the theory of it but really getting into the practice of like building integrations and trying things out so that I can kind of you know offer more of that kind of solutions to customers in the future.
1: Brilliant yeah that's really good um, and Looking at the digital industry as a whole, is there anything that really excites you that might be coming in the future?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, One of the things I think that you know it's a change you've seen a lot is this whole idea that like individual tools and platform, sorry, individual tools are kind of dying out, and there's a move towards more of a platform um, kind of setup. And what I mean by that is it's very rare now that you. If you look at a company that's in the tech sphere that they do like one thing right where it's something like like bitly that's url shortener right there yeah. there's less and less companies coming out that's like hey we just do you know we make your link shorter like lots and lots of of companies are like branching out so think about hubspot started with a marketing tool and they're like okay we're going to lose people to sales tools and service tools so like spreading out there so i love that idea that more and more tools are becoming a platform adding new um like features adding new like, verticals to their their tools so that you get, like, by working with these tools, you, you get a lot more than you, you, you kind of bargain for. So, for example, like, people often sign up for HubSpot and say, cool, I, I got it for the email marketing. Then they get in there and they realize, like, oh, actually, it does, like, 100 other things. I think that's going to be really commonplace for most um, tools and, and kind of tech stacks that people sign up for in the future. Yeah,
1: I, I think you've yeah I've hit the nail on the head. And it's going to be interesting to see how, some of the bigger entities play out because, you know, you have the likes of Google where they don't necessarily do open source. They very much, you know, they try and have everything within their own uh, realm. So your, your, your Gmail and your kind of clouds, uh, whether it's data, uh, data storage or something like that, uh, they try and they, they're quite closed. They obviously make acquisitions and stuff yeah. and add to the platform that way but it's quite a closed source. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how all the big hitters adapt and whether open source for platforms, like you say, Bitly is a perfect example of they just do exactly what they say. They shorten URLs, but it's going to be interesting how these businesses apply or do they integrate with all the others or do they um, create a kind of suite of different services? So yeah, Yeah. I, I also believe what you're doing with HubSpot is a really good Um, it's a it's a good way of operating working and I'm sure a lot of people listening will probably reach out to you just for the sake of of um, needing work done on their own HubSpots accounts
0: yeah well uh, definitely be glad to hear from anybody who needs uh needs any help or anything and yeah again as I said there's always you know hundreds of different ways to do things um with these tools so um, really focusing on like the easiest, the most straightforward way to do it is something that I, I love working uh, with people on.
1: And lastly, we always ask the same question on the show, Ian, which is if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have that you'd like to pass on to others or you could pass on to others, what would it be?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think one of the things I probably learned from working in, in a support-based role um, is kind of, I guess, being inquisitive and being interested in digging into something and seeing, you know, I've tried something and it's not working. Like, why is it not working? Is there something in the background? Is there a setting that I haven't selected or whatever it might be? And that's the type of thing that really helps you figure out and learn like how, how systems work at their core. But at the same time, it's knowing when is the point when it's saying, okay, I'm now spending so much time looking through this or trying to figure this out that it's not valuable for me, right? the return. That I'm going to get from the amount of time I've spent on this is not enough, so I need to move on. Whether that's submitting a, a support ticket to ask the question of, of, you know, this provider, or asking a colleague, or asking somebody who knows better in those things is, you know, there's good to know when is that cutoff point and I should get into it because um, after a while, you know, you're not you're not really uh, getting much value for yourself, and if you're doing if it's something you're doing for a client, it's absolutely not much value for them.
1: Really well said. And that's it. Ian, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to get your episode out there. And uh, obviously I'll link in on LinkedIn with you. And and uh, yeah, I hope everyone listening has really enjoyed what Ian has to say.
0: Cheers, Tom. Uh, good stuff to you. And yeah, all the best.